could we take a formal definition of Mila Mancha and operationalize it to uh, go across the biblical text, find every single instance, um, and decide whether it is a light vert or is not, um, and also uh, to decide if it actually is significant. Welcome to the YU Ideas podcast, where values-based education meets today's challenges and opportunities with your host, Rabbi Dr. Stuart Halpern. Today's guest is Assistant Professor of Computer Science at Stern College for Women, Dr. Joshua Waxman. One might not naturally assume that a computer science professor is also what I would best describe as a digital literary archaeologist. Professor Waxman, tell us about your archaeological work digging through the biblical text using advanced technology. All right, so one, one of the projects that I'm currently working on um, is operationalizing uh, the Mila Mancha, uh, or the guiding word in the biblical text. Um, so uh, around 150 years ago, uh, Martin Buber um, was, uh, had, had defined a uh, leitwort, uh, or a guiding word as uh, a repeated word in the text uh, where those who are attuned uh, or focused on those repetitions, um, they can deduce from that the meaning of the text, uh, yeah. its themes, um, right, its, uh, its purpose, and so on. And another scholar who was uh, interested in Mila Mancha um, was Umberto Casuto, um, an Italian rabbi uh, who was uh, who used it to argue for the unity of the biblical text. And what have you found? What tools are you using to try to unpack knowledge of this guiding word, this Mila Mancha, throughout the Bible uh, beyond the level that Martin Buber and Umberto Casuto had uh, thought about? So uh, part of the motivation for uh, my research was that uh, some of the uh, Mila Mancha that uh, some scholars were suggesting uh, seemed unconvincing just because uh, just because a word appears three times in a text, or uh, even if it appears m- more than th- th- that, um, if a text is about some uh, some idea, of course you're going to have this kind of repetition. So, could we take a formal definition of mila mancha and operationalize it to uh, go across the biblical text, find every single instance? Um, and decide whether it is a light vert or is not, um, and also uh, to decide if it actually is significant. So, for example, the very common word you'll find in many texts is et, right? Right. So, is et the light vert? Right. It's, in right, the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and et is almost untranslated. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the direct object marker. So, sure. it's uh, it happens all over the place. Vayomer. Right. So, maybe in so- certain cases, vayomer and would said. be right. right. And he said right. Uh, so, maybe in the first uh, chapter of uh, Bereshit of, of Genesis, you'll uh, see multiple instances of said, and that might be a thematic word, right. but in general, you'll have repetitions of Iomer, and who says that and it means no anything? there's earth-shattering literary nuance to be gleaned from, from that repetition. So right. you, you, you're working on some sort of computer program. Is this with students? or Right, so it was with students. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, uh, it was originally uh, the honors thesis uh, of Racheli Moskowitz, uh, who I was her, uh, her mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, then... Uh, later on, uh, also Marie Ashik mm-hmm. uh, joined on to the project. 
and what you designed was. And so uh, what we, well, it depends on which incarnation of it, um, but uh, the most recent version of it, uh, what we did is we adapted Casuto's definition, which is much more uh, precise. I think Rabbi Amnon Bazaki likes the Mila Mancha, where it's a sevenfold repetition. So much this more is a than, contemporary Israeli so, scholar who says seven is the magic number. Right. right. For it so, to be meaningful in the text. Right, and it's it's seven or sevenfold, so mm-hmm. it could 14. be fourteen, mm-hmm. right, and, and and so on and so forth, right. And so we looked within different windows of text uh, to see if we could find sevenfold repetitions, and uh, also sometimes threefold repetitions, which Casuto mm-hmm. uh, is also interested in. Uh, and uh, part of the problem of that is that, uh, and part of the uh, possible criticism of Casuto also is, okay, you found a sevenfold repetition, but if you read another five verses, mm-hmm. you find another one which cha- changes it from seven to eight, mm-hmm. right? So we have to define what uh, the boundaries of the text was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you say you were looking, were. I assume this was not, you're opening up a, a print Bible and, and scanning with your eyes. This was through right. what means. Uh, we used a corpus where uh, all of the words had been uh, marked for the Shoresh. The and root. so we uh, for the root, and so uh, we were looking for repetitions with uh, using Python programs uh, to Which fi- is some find sort out of computer where it was. scanning. Uh, right. It, yeah, using uh, some kinds of uh, mm-hmm. computer scanning process, uh-huh. um, and then uh, we f- uh, we compared uh, our results against Casuto's results. And what did you find? Um, in many cases, we were able to uh, duplicate his results. In certain other cases. Um, he defined sections differently uh, than we did. He had a conceptual definition of it as opposed to um, just a numeric definition. So uh, I'm not sure uh, whose is more correct. It's different uh, approaches to it. And and so we also used a concept from information retrieval, uh, namely TF-IDF scores, uh, to determine uh, whether a specific word was actually significant in the text. So you'd be able to weed out examples of uh, et and vayomer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that TF-IDF is actually defined based on the text under considera- consideration as well as uh, all other texts within uh, a whole collection. So you could actually find maybe vayomer is important in the first chapter, wow. but it wouldn't be important elsewhere. So uh, an example of what we found, which also duplicated Casuto's research, is uh, that in the first chapter, uh, going into the second chapter of Genesis, uh, so you have multiple occurrences, sevenfold occurrences of the word bara in its various forms. So, created. Uh, created. Bara, vayivra, uh, bihibaram, um, and um, by Kai and, he- and Hevel. Can you? Um, right. So you have, um, uh, you have something like seven occurrences of uh, Hevel and 14 occurrences of Kayan. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, uh, within one, one unit, mm-hmm. right? Um, other uh, interesting examples that Casuto uses is uh, when uh, Moshe smites the Mitzri. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's an overlap of three different uh, repeated words, uh, each one occurring three times. So uh, there's uh, Vayar and he saw, um, and there's Vayach and he smote. 
and uh, various versions of Harag uh, that uh, he killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Kasudo uses it for emphasis and uh, uses it to argue that this is the uh, this is what is being emphasized in the text, um, and this is the kind of thing that we can uh, validate computationally. Wow. And so what do you feel uh, was validated or maybe uh, called into question looking back on this project compared to those earlier scholars you mentioned around 130, 150 years ago that were doing this with you know, a pen or maybe even some sort of a quill uh, that were circling and underlining, maybe perhaps in different color ink. Um, what do you feel you, you learned from this project? Uh, so, so firstly, um, I gained an, an objective uh, validation of the work of these scholars, and it was quite impressive what they were able to do just by hand. Um, and uh, going forward, I think uh, that there's uh, value in having this objective quantifiable approach uh, so that we don't end up just making off-the-cuff co- uh, off off the top of your head, uh, midrashim, and presenting them as if uh, it's pshat. So is it fair to say that along the way, what you've learned to appreciate is both the literary nuance of the biblical text itself, and also how using modern tools, we can actually appreciate God's brilliance in composing the Bible the way he did through these uh, cutting-edge technologies. Mm. Yes, that's a fair summary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for all your incredible work with our students uh, utilizing these tools, validating or calling into question that of earlier scholars and advancing our appreciation of the literary beauty of the Bible, we thank you. Thank you. The Why You Ideas podcast is a production of the Office of the Provost of Yeshiva University and Uri Westrich. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you like what you're listening to. We want to hear from our listeners. Write to us at shalpern at yu.edu. In the meantime, stay deeply rooted and forward-focused.